Welcome to the Mafia Minute. Yeah, the bye week is coming up, but the Mafia Minute isn't going anywhere. We're like the clock at your work. We just keep ticking. We never stop. I am Mega Mills, and I am here with Jamie G to talk all things Buffalo Bills. Before we get started, please know that the Mafia Minute is presented by Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. You can find us wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube or on social media at Seize the Gap FF. Do not forget that the Bills are on a bye this week. If you're looking for the game on Sunday or Monday, you're not going to find it. And don't forget those flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. It's all we ask. It helps other people find our show. So if you had fun, please give us that thumb. And then you're officially in the super secret sect of the Bills Mafia or whatever it is we're telling people these days. Jamie G, how are you doing? I know it's probably not great, but let's just start out with the niceties. Well, first of all, what up, Bills Mafia? Love you guys. I know that you're feeling the pain today. We're recording this on Monday, and yeah, it's it's raw. It stings. It hurts. Let me start off with the 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 positive. Let me do a little positivity sandwich here. All right. Uh, the positives are number one. I think that the, the the Bills really showed some spine and responded in this game i mean let's face it man they went into the road against a team you know arguably the best team in the nfl nine and one record they were in their house hostile game it was a goddamn monsoon the officiating was horrendous we'll talk more about that in a second but they overcame a lot to to be in a position to win that game they, they came up short they didn't win it but i think they proved that the that they can beat anybody in the nfl um, whether it's in their house or anyone else, they, they, they had opportunities. They're right there in that thing. And all six losses, you know, have been six points or less. Um, eventually those bad breaks turn. And so let's start there. I, I'm proud of the way the team went into Philadelphia, into a hostile environment in a weather game. I mean, let's just call it what it is. I mean, they, they really, they really did what they wanted to, um, offensively you know, against uh, one of the best defenses in the league, uh, against a ferocious pass rush, against the best rush defense in the league. They were able to get some run plays going and keep their offense balanced. And defensively, they virtually shut them out the entire first half. Um, obviously, Philadelphia being the great team that they are, they made some adjustments and, you know, were able to execute and score in the second half. But I, I just, you know, I'm proud of the way the Bills went in there on the road and and came to win a ball game and ultimately should have won the ball game. That's a positive that we'll start with. Let's talk about the negatives. Were the Bills perfect? Absolutely not. Were there drops, missed field goals, um, maybe some coaching blunders down the stretch? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was an absolute dogfight. Did, did Josh Allen play a perfect game? Almost. He had, you know, he had he had one bad throw where James Bradbury credit him. He made a hell of a play on the on the interception. And then there was just a misread on that last final play in overtime to Gabe Davis, but he almost played a perfect game. Um, and I think the Bills did enough to win. Again, they overcame so much in that in that ball game. Uh, but there were some mistakes that could have changed the game. But you will have to take take my life to get me to see, like I'm never I'm going to die on this hill. The officiating in this game is I think the worst I've ever witnessed in my entire life of watching NFL football in terms of how blatant and and just obvious this this was really from the start of the game i cannot 
you cannot convince me that the officiating did not affect the outcome of this game because it did. And this is a message to not just Bills Mafia, but a fan of any team in the entire NFL. I don't care if you root for the Rams, uh, Miami, any any team in the in the in in the league. This should bother you because if the game goes from being decided by the players on the field, the Jimmys and the Joes, and it gets put in the hands of the officials, we all lose. This becomes something I don't even want to be a part of anymore. And that's essentially what we saw happen on Sunday in Philadelphia for the Bills-Eagles game. The horse collar scene, and I could go on and on and on and, and list out all seven, eight, nine, ten of these penalties that were just absolutely ridiculous, either no calls or calls, every single one benefiting Philadelphia. The horse collar situation may be the worst thing I've seen in professional sports. It was very clear that it was a horse collar uh, to a quarterback outside of the pocket, right in front of the of the of the line, right in front of the, the back ref there, whose eyes are on it. Not only do they not call it, this is this was second down uh, in 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 three. Uh, I'm sorry, third and third and third and three from the three yard line. They're on the three three yard line at this point. Not only do they not call the, the obvious horse collar, which, you know, Gene Statutory in New York, Romo could not stop talking about how, the, how he couldn't believe that that wasn't called. They then decided to huddle after the play and call an intentional grounding where Gabe Davis was so close to the football, he picked it up thinking it was a fumble, clearly in the spot. There's no way, shape or form you could in any universe, you could you could call that an intentional grounding. So not only did they did they go from and it's little things like this. I know it's never one thing that loses a game, but these are game changing calls. Instead of being first and goal from the one, it cost them 15 points and they lost a down. Game changing play. You know, this this happened repeatedly throughout the game. There is no way, shape or form. Uh, anyone is going to get me to believe that the officials did not influence this game and decide this game. They did. And again, if you're a fan of any team in this league, we should all demand better from the NFL. I'll give you one last thing here before I move on to my last positivity. I think you, you get my drift that the refs decided this game, which is absolute bullshit. And anybody who likes sports should be upset about it. One last thing. Sean Hockley, you piece of shit. You're the, you're the official... Uh, the first officiating uh, nepotism case. Yeah, Daddy Ed Hockley, he got you the job. Congratulations, you asshole. Let me just give you a newsflash. Your bias is showing leaps and bounds. Betters of the world. You want to win a bet? Here's one that you can take to the bank. When Sean Hockley is officiating a game for Philadelphia, in Philadelphia, the Eagles are now 5-0. and Five and zero, also against the spread. He decided that game yesterday, and it's absolute bullshit. It's lucky Bills Mafia let him out of the stadium alive. Absolute disgusting, sickening. Again, Kelvin Ridley lost a year of his career for 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 gambling on sports. Players are fined for wearing cleats that that don't match. There is zero accountability for officials. This is determining playoffs. This is determining players' careers, coaches' longevity. It's literally influencing so much. 
and we they're held to the highest esteem. You can't question it. There's no accountability. You can't call them out. It's bullshit. I want the games and commissions to do a third-party investigation into the NFL to determine that not just players aren't gambling, that owners aren't gambling, that coaches aren't gambling, that officials aren't gambling. Because you cannot tell me that they didn't influence this game. Somebody made money on that. And it was bullshit and it hurts the sport. Give the Eagles the credit. They won the game. They're a very good football team. But again, any fan should be bothered when it goes from the players influencing the game and deciding the game to the officials. That's not what this is about. That's not what we're in it for. That's not what makes us the greatest sport in the world. We go down that road, we lose everything. One last positive. Let me take you back, Bills Mafia, to 2021. Bills went, they were struggling. Seven and five, two or three game losing streak. They went down to Tampa Bay and they got absolutely smoked the first half. Tom Brady led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They came back the second half and they played their asses off, forcing an overtime. They lost in overtime, similar to how what happened in Philadelphia without the bad calls. Actually, there was a few in that one as well. Not as bad as Philadelphia. But they lost that game, they went to seven and six. They won an absolute heater, won their next four, finished 11 and six, and, and, and found themselves in the playoffs. All is not lost for the Bills. This is a team that is finally getting it together offensively. The weaknesses on defense are showing, can only mask that for so long. But this is a team that can make some noise. Look out, NFL. Don't let the Bills get in the playoffs because if they do, I, I think that, I think they could. I think they can go on the road, win, and I think they can beat anybody, anybody in the AFC, and I think they can beat anybody in the NFC. So that's our glimmer of hope. It's not the season we wanted. We didn't think we'd be here, be six and six. Most of it was self-inflicted. But that game against Philadelphia, that that was bullshit, and that was decided by the refs. And rant. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> I do not blame you about having some feelings there. And yes. It's, you know, as an Eagles fan, I can tell you we don't get the calls a lot. So it's kind of like a foreign thing. It really doesn't work that way. And I'm, yeah, I I have no idea about dudes putting any money on it, but that should be bad. And I mean, before we really talk about the refs more, I just want to say this is going to be very controversial, but I don't know that football is the greatest sport in the world. I kind of like the one where the dogs jump off those docks. You ever see those dogs, man? They start booking and they jump as far as they can in the water. That's just so much fun, man. You're just watching the dogs. It's good, wholesome fun. You can't cheat. You just see the measurement right there. You can have a nice cold beer and watch it. That, that truly is the, the sport of kings. So maybe I just like dogs. And seriously, as far as the refs, this comes at an interesting time because the NBA is having its own sorted history of refereeing come back in the light. There was a whole outburst with Chris Paul and Scott Forrester, and that goes back to way back in the day. If you remember, Tim McGonaghy, the ref who got caught gambling on games, there is a noted record of Foster having communications on certain game days with Tim Donaghy and still nothing. So the NFL needs to be careful because this thing will not go away if you don't do something about it. And the NBA has tried some things. They at least have the accountability report where in the last two minutes of every game, they release a report saying which calls were correct and which calls weren't. The NFL at least needs to do something, right? When you have some egregious calls like this, they at least need to say our bad. They have to acknowledge it. They publicly refuse to acknowledge mistakes. And that's at least step one, right? At least, or have the refs available after the game to at least explain it thoroughly. This is why I did what I did. And if they just made a mistake, it's going to suck. They're going to get hammered for it. But at least man up, say I made a mistake. That comes with the job. Not everybody is right. I mean, sometimes the cops, they see a red car speeding. They pull over the red, the wrong red car. 
I mean, it happens. You hope that there's nothing sinister under it. You hope that someone isn't trying to personally profit off it, but you do need to put as much sunlight on it as you can and try to root it out because that's, again, that sucks for the Bills and then it sucks for the Eagles too because then the wind feels tainted. And that's how well, we're wagering on it. It is. And people have, an you know, fantasy sports and everything like that. It, it all flows downhill from the idea that these games are being played on a level playing field and that, you know, the refs, the injury report shenanigans, all of it. There needs to be more transparency across the board. And if the NFL owners finally have to dig in their pockets to spend, a, you know, an extra $20 million a year on referees or video technology or whatever the hell it is, they can certainly afford to do it. You have a you have a you have a, a a multi-billion dollar industry, probably more. They don't have to release their, their 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 financials, so we don't actually know. But we know it's multi-billion dollar industry. We have the ability to have Gene Statutory or whoever it is from the central office in New York in on the air live with the officials, I live with the announcers. I gotta believe we have the same ability to have that communicated to the officials on the field. When we're talking about deciding games and fates, we ought to take whatever time is needed to make sure it's the right call. And if we made the wrong call, we ought to be able to say, hey, we're going to relook at that. We can stop. We can arbitrarily stop the game because we think a player got his bell rung. We can arbitrarily stop the game to say, hey, we want to make sure we got this right because this will. This is a critical, critical moment in this game. There's nothing wrong with that. I think every fan would welcome that. And if we got it wrong, it's okay. I'm not going to hate a guy for getting the wrong call. Uh, what I can accept is blatant stuff and then zero accountability. We'll find a player for, for, for throwing a peace sign up when he's running into the end zone. He loses his game check. These guys don't have, these officials, they, they, what, what, is the mafia protecting them? They have no, there's no, they can do anything they want. There's no accountability. There's no punishment. There's no consequence. It's absolutely absurd for the level that the NFL has gotten to. And when it starts to show like this, I mean, this was just blatant. It's not even like ticket. It's it was blatant on some of these. The horse I don't think I've ever witnessed anything as bad as the horse collar. Maybe we're not even going to show up because I don't even want to put Bill's Mafia through it again. It was that bad. Anybody watching the game was like, oh my God, how that's insane. How could that not be called? Not even Bill's fans. Credit the Eagles, they won, but it's a win with an asterisk. And I think they I think everyone knows that the officials helped in this one. As far as the, the non-referee stuff here, uh, I think it was a nice showing by Gabe Davis. Uh, just looks like they read different things on that final play. Other than that, you don't really want to take away from him. I really thought he was going to have to have a big game because the Eagles would really put the focus on Diggs. And I thought he really did come through, especially after he hadn't done much lately. So I, I thought that was a good performance by him. It just sucks. It'll probably get a little bit overshadowed. I guess the main call was at the end of the game there. They had the 20 seconds. Did you agree with the decision to take the knee? Or do you think you would have liked to see them try to at least throw something down there? Was the risk worth the reward, I guess? I, I, I would have been okay either way. A lot of people are calling for McDermott's head. They need to calm down. Um, I, I'm not going there. I understand why he decided to do that. You know, the, the risk is you can literally lose the game. You know, the, the, the conditions were absolutely terrible. We're, we're, we've got to go, you know, 65 yards. Our, our kicking game wasn't great, right? I mean, Bass, Bass missed, you know, kick, had another one blocked. So it's not even a you know it's not a guarantee we even get to field goal range and then if we do it's there, there, it's not a guarantee that that Bass is is going to be able to deliver because he was shaky throughout the game. So I don't hate this decision. Yes, you have Josh Allen who was on an absolute heater who could have potentially got us into into field range, 
but it could have also re resulted in a turnover. They could have did something with a blitz, strip sack. They've got a. This is a very good. I know. I know. Josh Allen made it look easy, racking up 500 yards of offense against this defense, right? But that's a really good defense, uh, particularly their pass rush. So I, I understand why. I don't necessarily, you know, disagree with it. But if you went for it, I would have also. I would have also understood that and been okay with that as well. Yeah, I think it was one of those things where you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's going to be total Monday morning quarterback on it. The one thing I will give him credit for is he didn't do what I hate, and that's in that situation you get the coach who just has one running one running play up the middle, call the timeout, and then kneel. That is always like the stupidest thing. You know, you were probably again probably a good 15 seconds and a full complement of timeouts. Maybe you get 45 seconds, three timeouts. Yeah, you want to try to get something going. You know, you're going to get maybe at least five or six plays in that case. You were probably realistically looking at three plays. Maybe you know, it, it really would come down to the Hail Mary, and you saw how that you know went against the uh, in the Dolphins Jet game, how that backfired. So you can forgive him, I think, for being a little bit gun shy there. Uh, I guess the only other thing James Cook once again had a mistake and spent a significant portion of the game on the bench is is this something they could keep doing? Does he need to really just be benched until he, he doesn't do this anymore, or do they just need to let him play through his mistakes? I think I think they let him play through it. I know again, it looked easy. It's a harder catch to make than you think, especially for a running back, especially in that in that weather. You know, I mean, the the the, the rain in this game for those of the world that missed it, it was a phenomenal game. You should have watched it. Um, it the rain was really bad, Mills. I mean, it was you know, it, it didn't let up at all. So I, it, it's was it a mistake? Yeah, he could have caught it. It was a touchdown. But do you need to sit him for thirteen consecutive plays? Probably not. Um, but you know, I, what I, Hey, last time they did it at work, he ran like the second coming of Barry Sanders. So maybe they thought they could, they could heat him up a little bit and give him some juice by, by sitting him down for a minute. It wasn't like he fumbled. He just dropped a, dropped a pass. So I think they let him play through it. He's dynamic in the backfield. He adds a ton of speed. One guy that I'd like to just shout out real quick was Ty Johnson. Two weeks in a row now, he has a real pop here, um, as a change of pace guy. He's got some physicality to him and he can, he can run the ball exceptionally well. Unfortunately, he had like like a 30-yard run um, taken away from him on a, on a phantom hold on a guard. Again, a play that, you know, Tony Romo and the announcers and Gene Cecitore, uh couldn't find. Uh, but it was a phantom hold that, that you know, took away a 20, 30-yard run from him. But he looked good in, in limited time there. So I, I like what the Bills are doing. I love that they committed to the run, even against the number one rush defense in the NFL. And they had success with it. Yeah, they definitely had a solid game plan. They executed. They did as well as could possibly be expected under the circumstances. So, you know, you've tried to do the positively positive sandwich here, the positively panini, the positivity panini. I, I guess that's what we're well, like with. That. That, that, that sounds a little bit better. I guess you're still two things of bread with something in the middle. It all comes back to the Earl of Sandwich. And it all comes back to the Mafia moment. Jamie G, find me one highlight, the one shining moment, the one thing you'll look back on from this just disheartening referee-induced loss? I don't know, man. That 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 was a, a hell of an offensive performance and defensive performance throughout the first half. There was a lot of great moments. Um, I mean, dude, it, it, would you have taken the bet? Hey, the Bills are going to go into Philadelphia uh, against against a 9-1 and one Eagles team in, in, in the rain and, at night and put up 500 yards total offense? I mean, nobody would have, right? I mean, there's some incredible plays in there. I'll probably go with Allen's touchdown pass to Diggs. Um, critical moment in the game, really needed it. 
And that play, first of all, he threw the ball with the only spot that you could possibly throw it. Um, number one. Number two, he sliced it between three defenders. It was absolutely perfect. Really hard to execute that play. And he did it with a guy coming at him and, and under pressure. So Josh Allen did what Josh Allen does. He's certainly back. This loss, I hope, doesn't affect him mentally. He literally did everything he could to, to win the game. And, you know, we didn't get there. So, um, but that I think that touchdown pass to Diggs was, was just an incredible. It didn't look like much. But that was an incredible play. Super hard to make, especially and credit Diggs for making the catch, but especially in that weather, man. I mean, you can't say it enough. That that rain was was nuts. It really was. And that was unexpected. I actually was all over the total. I really have been on these Eagles. Just I mean, their passing defense is bad on the back end. They really have not replaced our problems at safety. The buyer pickup hasn't helped. We're banged up at corner. That didn't surprise me in the snow. Well, not the snow, but it wanted to be snow. But in the sideways rain like that, yeah, I don't think the scoring was going to go that high. And honestly, we really didn't. Because if you look at our score predictions for last week, we were both in the same area. I had the Bills losing to the Eagles 24 to 20. Jamie G, you had the Bills winning 24 to 22. So we were both on the under at that point. It wound up being Buffalo 34, Philadelphia 37 in overtime. And we did have a little friendly wager on this, but because of what happened, I am going to offer a little bit of a compromise here. While our Mafia mannequin might feel like he needs a real stiff drink at this point, I'm going to maybe split the difference here and we're going to give him some coffee. Yeah, there's this company, they're called Benchwarmer Brew, and they make a coffee. This is a brand of beans they have. I believe it's a breakfast blend or what have you, but they are uh, fuck the reps coffee beans. So I think we'll give him a nice cup of Java, a very explicitly fuck the reps coffee beans i feel like that is a that is a fair compromise i feel it's a it's an incredible compromise you're a gentleman a scholar and people like you and i appreciate that and i appreciate you letting me have it out and again no, nothing that you know my anger not directed at eagles or eagles fans or the city of philadelphia or any other fan base this is this is completely directed at the officials and they they just you know, we can't have a situation where they're deciding games and um i'm usually not one to blame the refs i just take it on the chin calls go both ways are usually bad both ways this one was was really hard to swallow just because of how close of a game it was and i'll tell you what if this ended up being a super bowl i think it would be an outstanding matchup and be a ton of fun to watch so um really great game obviously i wish we would have come up on the on the other side of it i think the bills did everything they could and and deserved to win that one i think they outplayed philadelphia um on that sunday uh, which says a lot considering, you know, it was in Philly and, and the rain and all that. But in the end, really good team like that, man. Uh, you got to be basically perfect and you can't you can't have five, six, seven, you know, game changing penalties or lack thereof. I mean, shit, man. I mean, Josh's jersey was ripped. Diggs's jersey was ripped from Slay. There's some great still shots out on the Internet on all these missed calls. And it's unbelievable. Somebody's putting together all of them. Uh, and, and forming a thing. Bill's Mafia has called the league office today. Over 5,000 phone calls documented today. That number could be up. That was when I checked earlier this afternoon. So way to put in the work and demand better out of the NFL and uh, demand accountability for these games. All right. And that brings us to the week 13 tail of the tape. And it's real easy because the Bills are on a bye. So Jamie G usually need keys to victory. So I'm going to need your keys to victory. You know my keys. 
to surviving the week 13 bye? How are the Bills going to win the bye week? Well, a couple of ways. This is And this is important now. Number one, get healthy. Get healthy. Stay positive. Get healthy. Stay positive. Number two, don't get arrested. Don't get in any car accidents. Don't do anything stupid. Last, but certainly not least, stay focused, man. Stay focused. Be, get, get, get angry. Get on a heater here. You can make a run. The Bills have gone to Kansas City in the season and won football games. They can go to Kansas City and beat that team. They can. And I, I call me crazy. I think they can beat Dallas at home. I really do. In Dallas, a lot harder. In Buffalo, I think it favors the Bills, uh, especially if they continue to play this way offensively. You get you, you. I always said, out of these four games, Jets, Philly, Chiefs, Dallas, you win three out of the four, you look out. They still got an opportunity here to do so. They got to win a couple of games. Starts with Kansas City, but it starts with getting healthy, not being smart during the bye week, and getting ready. Because really, the, the, they're 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 in a playoff mode from here on out. It's a one game season from here on out. They got to win these, and they got and they got to win them now. So excited to see them. That's my keys to success for the bye week. And this has been the Mafia Minute presented by Season Gap Fantasy Football. Again, find us wherever your podcasts on YouTube, on social media at Season Gap FF. We will be back next week with a Week 14 preview after the bye got to come out firing on all cylinders thanks again for checking us out don't forget those flaps follow like and please subscribe it's all we ask helps other people find our show brings more members of bill's mafia into the big tent that's what you like if you had fun give us that thumb and if you have it maybe that's the problem you start doing it now every week you give us a thumb they win just keep thumbing it keep winning till you make the damn playoffs right jamie g that's it it's as simple as that and one thing you gotta do is you gotta go bills Somebody spoke.